here for another Wild Files, some off-season antics. Travis and Chris with you. Travis, um, of course, we have our merch. We have all that good stuff. You can go check that out. We got our Season 5 coming up in a little bit, but uh, Wild Files, right? We got some some missions we're going to knock out, huh? That's right. We got a couple more this week. Uh, quick quick up correction to our first, not really Ooh. correction, but an addition. Uh, we were sitting here racking our brains on the Backwaters story, trying to remember all the businesses that have been there between Backwaters and Native Wings, which unfortunately closed the stores recently. And we missed a big ones, or big ones, you could say. Um, <laughs> the Tilted Kilt. Many, oh, Several yeah. people were kind enough to uh, shout that at us on various channels. And uh, you ever make it down to Tilted Kilt? I didn't. I didn't. But I knew the name. It Yeah, there was a... Pro and anti movement of of that kind of establishment, which hmm. isn't wasn't that big a deal, I don't think. But uh, I only made it in there once. But uh, hmm. yeah, you know, it is what it is. Anywho, you, wanted did, to get, drop that in. Did you say there was two? Was it the Tilted Kilt? Was there anything else we're no, missing? No, just on the Tilted Kilt. Okay. I think that's the only one we left out. Okay. So. Okay. Overall, not too shabby. Yeah, well, you know, it was kind of cool to uh, talk. If you haven't seen or listened to that episode yet, we talked about uh, Quincy Museum, too, which is always a fun place to check out. So make sure to do that as well. And then, yeah, Backwaters. Back in the old days, I was re-listening to it, and I was like, man, I wish I would have spent more time there. (laughs) Especially now since I know it might have been haunted. Well, you know what? Maybe it'll open its doors again soon. Yeah, maybe so. So, so, so what do we got on tap for this episode of Wild Files? Okay, well, this is this one isn't so much a spooky one, but it's very interesting. All right. Um, this is a submission from Marcy P, uh, and it is in relation to. It wasn't directly related to any episode we did in the past, but an interesting story. You know, we were talking about celebrity. We talked about celebrities in the past in Quincy and Steven Spielberg. The name has come up, I think, once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what Marcy had to say: was just reminded that Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw would venture into Quincy uh, to visit a we'll call him a friend. I don't want to give away everybody's name. Who was at Good Samaritan Home? Um, in about 85 or 86, so 1985 or 1986, they went to a dress rehearsal of a Quincy High School musical. Uh, and I guess that Kate Capshaw had a great nephew, and we'll call this person Chris S. I don't want to give away too much, who was, uh, in the, was in the musical at the time. Uh, and Marcy says, I was there and definitely know they were. So that's a confirmed Spielberg was in Quincy watching a musical at QHS. Wow. But it it doesn't stop there though. Okay. Here's inter- another interesting tidbit. Additionally, this Chris was hiking in the mountains on the west coast, and then she says details are foggy at best. But he gets lost. All right, so he's in the mountains. Dude gets lost. Steven Spielberg hired helicopters and other professionals to locate, uh, locate and bring him home, and, and actually saved him. And, uh, you know, Marcy goes on to say, I'll see if I can locate any solid news stories about it. Wow. And so, sure enough, she was able to track down uh, the article right here with uh, July 30th, 1992. And I'm going to pull up and read a headline here real quick. It says, the headline is, Brotherly Love Helps Climber Cheat Death. So, Chris S. set out to a three-hour hike in the mountains last week, and former Quincy narrowly escaped with his life after a fall and two days without water or rescue. Or, I'm sorry, water or shelter. Rescuers mobilized by his 19-year-old brother, Paul, which this leaves out the fact that Steven Spielberg had a big hand in this, mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, they, were a- they were able to find him 
and uh, he had collapsed in a dry creek bed, badly dehydrated and hobbled by a broken ankle. He was marked with cuts and bruises, and doctors said later just hours from kidney failure. So this 23-year-old Chris, he was, I mean, rough shape, man. This was in Strawberry Peak in Mount Wilson near Los Angeles. So from all accounts, Chris has Steven Spielberg's, uh, I guess, connections to thank for getting that helicopter up there. So that's, again, this actually can be found in the Thursday, July 30th, 1992, Quincy Herald wig, if you want to read a little bit more of that in the archives. So kind of a brush with fame there with Quincy and a close call for one for a yeah. former Quincy and as well what do you think of that Chris kind of kind of works out well that uh, it looks like there must have been some sort of connection there and uh, so Steven Spielberg knew who the guy was and was able I believe, to help I out I believe the kid was his, uh, Kate Capshaw uh, Steven Spielberg's wife's uh, what did I what did I say a, uh, a, a nephew or a, uh, okay okay hold on because they can't this is why that's why they were here in Quincy okay. to check out to check out the uh Sorry, I got I got notes flying all over the place here, but uh, <laughs> yeah. At any rate, so yeah, that's uh, that's quite a story. So uh, a special special spot in Quincy from uh, Steven Spielberg. That's the first time I've heard about the Steven Spielberg connection or, or Steven Spielberg and Quincy. We actually posted a picture on our Facebook page. It's been maybe a year or two ago now. Um, that some I don't know if I came across or we found it? It or somebody gave it to us, but it was uh, John uh, John Travolta. It, That's some right. sort of cookout yeah. in Quincy. Well, I think he was uh, with an effort to try and get some uh, use, utilizing some space at the airport. Maybe it's a hangar for like a special. Uh, I don't know. I you know, yeah. obviously he's very much into the flying and has. I think he has like a seven forty seven among other planes. See, I think this yeah. is why the importance of of when you're driving down Broadway just. Just when you're at that stoplight, just waiting for the light to turn, just just turn your head to the left or right a little bit, right? Let's see who's in that other seat because you never you know, never I mean, know course, who's going to be driving know, down Broadway. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Fallon, of course, was at Steak and Shake. And wow. Yeah. They had that signed plate from him for a long time. I don't know if that still exists huh. anywhere. Uh, I knew yeah. from back in the days, of course, this is Hannibal, but from back in the days, uh, Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck came to... Um, came to the Dairy Queen in Hannibal and Is got right? two ice creams. Yeah. Um, nice. So, yeah, they were there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's, and I guess that'd be kind of cool. Maybe we need to do like an episode, uh, one of these seasons of like celebrities in Quincy. Like we've never really done something like that. I mean, some might be a little speculative, but uh, yeah, yeah it'd be cool to, it'd be kind of cool to, um, to uh, see if we can go down that path. But yeah, I mean, well, you know, and I've heard like, especially of course it's not Quincy, but it's the area Pike County, man deer hunting season boy it just seems like everybody in their their horse is in pike county for deer hunting season and so are the celebrities i've heard of tons of celebrities coming into the pike county area to go deer hunting uh during deer season so anyway yeah i i that's kind of cool though it's the first time i heard about steel spielberg being in in quincy so um that's pretty cool so if anybody has any celebrity friends that are loving quincy um, go ahead and just, uh, you know, uh, you're holding up a thing. What are you holding up here? Uh, this is a book. This is actually a suggestion from none other than friend of the show, uh, former Mayor Chuck Schultz. Oh. Uh, he, he rang me up out of the blue one day and said, hey, you got to get your hands on a copy of Wildcat Whistle. This was a book written a while back from... Uh, 
Uh, bu- 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 I'm trying to I forget the, the the man's name. I'm I'm just kind of going off the seat of my pants here. Phil Phil Habing, who was a uh, was a pastor or a priest. I'm not sure exactly what hmm. denomination, but uh, he wrote. And this is folklore, fishing, and hunting stories from the Mississippi River Valley, including oh. Quincy. But the reason I bring this up, Chris, is this has a confirmed Al Capone sighting in Quincy. What? He was here. He was here. Uh, duck hunting, I believe. Oh. It was either fishing or duck hunting. I'd have to reread that section. But uh, but there was some high roller. This guy, one of the guys they talked to in this book talks all about uh, like people he's taken out as a guide, mm. and he didn't know who it was at the time. But at the end, one of the people said, "Dude, that was Al Capone." So yeah, <laughs> Al Capone having a little fun in the off season wow. down here in Quincy doing some hunting. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's been to Pittsfield. I know that. Is I that heard, right? Her Jennifer Aniston came to Pittsfield for a wedding, I believe. So uh, yeah, so yeah, celebrities, man. That's pretty cool though. Um, a lot but, going on. But yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. That's a, that's see, that's the type of wild files we need. Just yeah. that's, that's just random. Like how cool is that? So yeah, tell us about your celebrity sightings in Quincy or, or things like that uh, as as we're going along. We'd love to hear about that. So uh, do. We have a second one. Are we? Are we? Are we doing two on this episode? Or well, what you know we what? We'll see how the second one goes. We might even push three, Chris. Oh, okay, let's yeah. do it. Uh, this next one's a little short. It will, the the uh, submitter asked for the to remain anonymous. Okay, but we're going to jump in here. It's a bit of a ghost story. So here's what it says. When I was a young child, we lived in a two story house that was split into apartments. My cousin and her mother lived upstairs. And my sister, my mom, and I lived downstairs. One day, we were all gathered at the front door, getting ready to leave. Our mothers were having a conversation, and we children did what children do best and ran through the house, causing chaos. While running through the house, we decided to run into one of the bedrooms on the opposite side of the house and ring this string of bells that hung from the ceiling. These bells were there when we moved in. We would run from the front door into the back bedroom and smack the string of bells and run back to the front door laughing. We did this two to three times. After all the excitement and being loud and getting out of hand, my mom asked us to stop because we were finally ready to leave. Maybe a second after my mom said that, those same bells on the opposite side of the house started to ring as if someone had hit them just like we had before. Freaked everyone out. We opened the door and left frantically. None of us came back for hours. <laughs> so a little <laughs> mysterious ringing bells. So that's kind of a fun little creepy, creepy instance there. What do you make of that, Chris? Pretty yeah, typical that's... in a ghost story? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. I mean, uh, that's kind of unique. You know, I always say this uh, every time: is that I want to hear unique stuff. I don't want to hear the the you know the standard stuff. And that's that's definitely a unique one. Um, put on, put on your ghost hunter hat here, Chris. What, okay. what do you think that could have been? Does that be explainable? I know it's not a lot to go Ooh, on. Oh boy, it could be. Um, I got a know. thought. But you go Wind, first. Breeze. What um, about like know. the vacuum effect when you open a door? Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd be totally. curious to know if the uh, the other room had another door or not. Maybe an exterior door or maybe some yeah. kind of a suction thing that would you think that'd be enough to rattle oh, some sure bells? so let me give you let me give you a little side story real quick well, there was a there's the hannibal haunted church which is condemned now which is unfortunate but uh it, that place was super haunted here in hannibal 
and um, they used to do the they, they turned into like a haunted house, and so you'd walk around and do the haunted house stuff. And when when we were in there, they had this big plastic sheet that was covering a back hallway that went from the upstairs to downstairs. It was a huge set of stairs that you go down. And uh, when when we uh, were sitting there, we were like investigating this big plastic piece would just keep opening and like closing it like they would blow open and then they'd fall back down blow back open and so it was covering this whole opening well come to find out we weren't the only people in the building what was happening was we finally put two and two together that when somebody opened a door on the opposite side of the church in the basement it would blow open this this uh plastic that was on the other side i mean you were looking at a football field difference about where this plastic was compared to where the door was that much of an effect yeah and it did so yeah it kind of we obviously debunked that but i mean so yeah i mean if you especially if it's a brick house i would say brick houses probably going to be a lot more airtight than other houses will Mm. be in so, you know, if you had a brick house like that, that was, you know, the windows were sealed and everything was closed up. Yeah, it would be real easy to do that. But, you know, you know, just without knowing a lot of information about yeah, time of year to, and stuff say. like that, it'd be kind of hard. So, but a uh, cool story. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a unique story. Regardless what it was, that would freak out a lot of people. Yeah. So oh, it, yeah. you're in no wrong for freaking out a little <laughs> bit on that. Absolutely. I, I would turn my head a bit too, for sure. Yeah. So, so fun story. And, and you know, that wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it's the stories like that, that maybe you don't think about being, oh, that's not significant enough. No, we want to hear it. We want to hear that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And we encourage you to email your story or record it and send it to us at wildquincy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it and share it with the, uh, the masses here. Well, uh, you know what, Travis, um, why not? Let's do a bonus wildfowl. You said you had a third one. Oh, you ready for this? Let's this do is a, be a third fun one. one. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you might need to change it. What, what shirt are you wearing there, Chris? Let's see. Uh, I'm wearing a, a Aloha shirt today. Oh, you don't so, have your Levy yeah. Walker Survivor's Club shirt on? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Well, you might need to change for this next story, but I'll right. slide today. This one comes from Chris Dino, and we're going to talk Levy Walker, Chris. Oh, okay. It says, hello, I just finished the episode of the Levy Walker. I know, I'm behind because someone only just recently recommended your podcast to me. My husband's family has owned a camp in the Ursa Bottoms for over 40 years. So I jokingly, because I've heard of it before but never thought it was a real thing, asked my husband if he knew about the Levy Walker. He immediately had a name for him. He said that when he was pretty young, he is 34 this year, that he wasn't allowed to play outside after dark at their camp because of a neighbor. The neighbor's camp had been broken into during the night, and the person shot the owner in the face. Well, the owner survived, but was rightfully pretty messed up about it. So he would walk around on the levee at night with a flashlight, and he assumes a gun or weapon looking for people who shouldn't be there. Just thought it was interesting that maybe that that is who people were seeing and how the legend got started. What do you think about that one, Chris? That's interesting. I mean, because some of that lines up with what we've heard before. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, there's always a little bit of like, okay, I can kind of see that. But yeah. I'd love to know if there's any historical documentation about this person. or a, You know, even if you don't share the name to the masses, if yeah. you could just share it with us, we could do a little research. Yeah. And see if we could find anything. But my God, what a horror, yeah. horrific story. Somebody getting shot in the face and surviving that. I mean, that yeah. would be. Well, how many times do you hear that? Like, you hear like these crazy 
crazy stories and you're like or like you know the levy walker story let's be honest it's it's a pretty pretty tall tale i mean of we don't know exactly oh, yeah. what the tale is to be honest with you there's lots of thoughts right yeah but what you know how often is it that you have these these expanded blown up stories and all there is always some reality in every story so so maybe that's the reality maybe it was something like that that happened and then it gets blown up and then you know you have the 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 phone tree thing like where the story changes and then exactly. gets embellished and keeps getting added on throughout the years um yeah so but uh who knows maybe that's the origins of the levy walker we just heard yeah i mean uh you know let's do a little math here she she said when she asked her husband about it that was he was 34 so you take away 34 years ago um Boy, I mean, that time frame isn't far off. 90s, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, when, when we were in high school from, what, 97, 96 to 2000, or, I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't math right. well, but, yeah. yeah. Late 90s. Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of fits. Yeah. Uh, Ursa Bottoms, I mean, boom, you're right there. Yeah. That, uh, that's interesting. No, I'd love, you know, Kristen, if you're listening, or if someone else knows more about this, email us at wildquincy at gmail.com if you're able to share a name. We won't, you know, yeah, you know, keep anyone's name, kick it around. But we just want to do some digging to yeah. see if there's any any factuality to this. And uh, boy, it'd be something we could solve the mystery. Yeah, we'll have to make new shirts that says Levy Walker Exposed. That's uh, right. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could go a couple ways. Guy in a trench coat. No, that'd be horrible. Uh, come here, kids. I got candy. No, that's horrible. Oh, we can't say that. <laughs> well, um, uh, those are great stories. Uh, yeah, I'd be cu- curious to hear if we can get some more information about that. And uh, if you have information, as uh, Travis mentioned, and you want to uh, get your story featured in the Wild Files, we got a couple more coming your way before we start season five. We'll be saving up and getting ready for uh, between. Uh, in the next seasons as well so don't think just because we're wrapping up wild files here in a little bit that it doesn't mean that uh, we don't want them still so keep sending those submissions because who knows maybe it's a wild file maybe it deserves to go on a regular episode so uh, either way send us that information again that's uh, wildquincy at gmail.com I know that one Travis you know the other ones well, I do now because I pulled it up. But yeah, it's uh, you can also give us a shout on the listener line. You can text us as well if that if that works better for you. Uh, at 612-666-9453. That's 612-666-WILD. I think there's uh, maybe a five-minute limit on that maybe. So if it's a lengthy story, you might need to maybe call twice and pick up where you left off. Or, you know, if you want to, re- we'd love to hear it in your own voice. So if you'd like to record it on a on an app on your phone, a lot of like voice memo apps, a lot yeah. of different phones have built-in audio recorders. If you're able to give that a shot and email it to wildquincy at gmail.com, we'd love to hear it. Like Chris said, we're hoping to keep this Wild Files things going as an off-season thing, but that's only uh, going to be depending on how much we get from you guys. So even if you have a little thing, it doesn't have to be a ghost story. It could be something about a family heirloom. could just be an interesting celebrity encounter. Just kind of keep it Quincy-centric. Got a lot of great feedback on that first episode, and I hope you guys are enjoying it as we kind of get things moving on the next season here. Yeah, lots of working parts in the background to get to season five coming your way, and that's going to be hopefully coming up in about a month or so. So we'll have that uh, your way. Let's also check out Patreon as we're continuing our Patreon uh, episodes throughout the off season as well. Those are where we get a little bit more, a little wild. We we may have some 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 liquid enjoyment in those things. Yeah, it's well. after hours. You might pour a drink or two and. Uh, 
Get a little wild ourselves, a little sloppy. Um, But hey, speaking of Patreon, I don't know if we promoted this or not yet, Chris, but we now have the ability for you guys to do a free trial. So if you've been on the fence about throwing a little support month to month to Wild Quincy, getting unlocking season's worth of extra bonus material, now's a great time to do it. Uh, You could do a free trial. If you don't like it, you can cancel. Um, Just give it a shot. A lot of people have fun over there. we got a fun little community, and we'd love to have you join the ranks. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, over 50 episodes of uh, not just the regular episodes that you can get anywhere, but the episodes of the After Hours on the Patreon. Also, Travis, we've never mentioned this, and we always forget to mention it, but it is also ad-free on uh, Patreon as well. So if you want ad-free... ads are... bugging you you know uh that's a way to go the best way to go absolutely so check that out all right well we'll have more wild files coming your way here in the coming weeks uh but uh travis uh i think we'll put a wrap on it nothing more to report right here chris i think that's gonna do it take care everybody (laughs) 